Hello, bonsoir, and welcome to the Get French Football News Show. I'm Nathan Staples, and joining me this evening are Adam White and Jeremy Smith. Do you want more power in your job? Simply quit, watch it sink into oblivion, and white knight yourself back into glory, but less on Zidane following the Jardim rulebook, as we have much more Liga action to chat about after the latest headlines. On Saturday, Leon failed to capitalise on a 2-0 lead given by Moussa Dembele against Strasbourg as two Ludovic Ajok goals mean the game ended in a draw. Not the ideal preparation for their midweek affair with Barcelona as Marcelo also came off injured early in the first half. Elsewhere, Amiens made it three home wins on the trot with a 2-1 win over Nîmes, marred by a late Sergi Grassi red card as Ras failed to punish a 10-man Dijon as they were held to a one-all draw. The same scoreline befell Monaco, who couldn't outlast Bordeaux, who will now be looking to pick up more points under their new boss, Paolo Sosa. On Sunday, Montpellier had two goals and a man extra heading into the final 20 minutes against Angers, but some Moulin magic helped his side somehow earn a point at the Stade de la Mousson. Lille left it late to win 1-0 at Saint-Étienne, who had both Mathieu Debussy and Wabi Kasri sent off in the final minutes. Well, Toulouse could have had a host of goals, but settled for just the one in a much-needed win over struggling Gangomp. Rennes prepared for their important Europa League second leg with Arsenal, but by going behind against Colm, but a red card for the away side helped the Brittany club grab three goals as Eshmael Sar menaced them in their 3-1 win. In the final game of the weekend, Mario Balotelli scored against his former side Nice to give Marseille a 1-0 win at the Stade Velodrome. The hosts moved to just three points behind Lyon and hope to not have to resort to rock, paper, scissors to make it to the final Champions League place. And that's all for now. But to keep up to date with all the news in the world of French football, head on over to our website at www.getfootballnewsfrance.com and follow us on Twitter at GFFN. We start this week with Ligon and Lyon. Had a bit of a tricky time of it in midweek, despite playing the earlier kickoff, because they will be taking on Barcelona in midweek, which will be a massive game. And they did rest players for that one, really, Adam. I know Depay didn't start and Fakir didn't start, but they got themselves into an uncomfortable lead and let it slip through their fingers again. And yet again, we're seeing the, the side of Leon this season, which has been the Jekyll and Hyde that we've seen all too often. Yeah, it was almost sort of a classic Lyon display. You know, they, they, they've struggled against the so-called weaker teams. I know that Strasbourg have been far better this season and, and um, uh, you know, really quite, you know, really impressed, scored a lot of goals. But it, it, was, it still sort of smacked of the, the Lyon that we've sort of come to find very difficult to predict. And, and they, although they, they do well against teams like Manchester City and Barcelona, that, that this sort of game they're, they're vulnerable in. Um, so yeah, a, a, a pretty standard uh, Leon Leon performance, and the, I think overall, when, when you look at their season, it's the, it's it, ultimately it's the thing that will stop them qualifying automatically for the Champions League. You know, the, here they obviously they were distracted by the the Barcelona game. You know, Fakir and Dembele, Depay, Traore all on the bench, Debar as well, who I guess might play against Barcelona um, as well. Um, all didn't start, and um, perhaps if those players had been on the field, you know, have, especially having been two two ahead. 
you would have felt like this was get this was sort of there for the taking. And now there's a seven point gap to Lille. They've, this this draw means that you know Lille's win at Sanetien, a very very good win away at Sanetien with that Nicola Pepe a late goal to win one nil. Um, th th that seven point gap is going to be very difficult to make up. And those seven points have come from games like this where they perhaps were in a winning position or had opportunities to win the game or get more out of the game and and ultimately slipped slipped up and. It's kind of the story of the year, but I guess if they if they make it further in the Champions League, they, they won't be complaining too much, and they're still finish third. And without the other big four leagues, fourth place teams in the qualifiers, you fancy them to get into the group stages again. So not a nightmare. But um, if they lose this tie to Barcelona, they'll sort of be ruining these these sort of these slip ups against teams they should be beating. Yeah, absolutely, because it's causing more issues for them in Liga in terms of qualifying for next year. But we'll talk about that a little bit later, focusing on Leon and the, the game against Barcelona coming up for them, Jez, because the two mistakes that really allowed Strasbourg back into the game were just silly um, plays in midfield where they gave the ball away cheaply and they countered quickly. And with Marcelo looking like he might be touch and go for the game on Wednesday as well, while they have played up against bigger teams this season. That is a worry for Genesio and the fans, really, that they cannot afford those kind of mistakes against a team against Barcelona because they will punish you and punish you again. Yeah, against Strasbourg, to be honest, I, I, would have, I had them down as, as losing that match um, just because of, of the way that, that Lyon have always been. Um, you know, often get complacent after a good win and then um, certainly take the foot off the gas before a bigger match and obviously resting quite a few players. I, I actually wouldn't have been surprised had Strasbourg, I think that was what I said in, in our prediction show the other day, but um, I was expecting Strasbourg to, to have a relatively comfortable 2-0 sort of win, something like that. Um, so Lyon having built up the lead, um, I was kind of pleasantly surprised and then and then they do go into a Lyon and sort of throw it away and you know, it's, what, it's one thing to do that against Strasbourg and in the league where you know, even though these kind of results mean that, that Lille may well be, be too far gone now and they're, they're, they're looking at their shoulders at, at Marseille instead, at least in the league they get other chances but they, they certainly can't afford to, to do that kind of thing and, and be that lax, giving the ball away midfield and leaving players unmarked in your own area um, the way they did against Strasbourg. Um, and uh, yeah, I think um, Marcelo really is a, is, is a big loss. He, he isn't always the the most accomplished of defenders, but he's, he's formed a really good partnership with, with Denier. And in, in the first leg, they were excellent together. And um, whoever comes in, um, for whatever reasons, whether it's sort of loss of form or age, or like both ends, some players too old, some, some too young, not quite ready to. To, to be regular first teamers um, or you know, poor, poor recruitment the last two windows. The fact is that um, those two, Marcelo and Denaio, are sort of quite comfortably the, the, the two starting centre backs. Um, Marcelo's obviously a, a leader as well, plus captain and Clicker's not there. And, and it is a concern if, if as looks like, he, he, he misses the match against Barcelona. Yeah, and it's it's a real worry against a Barcelona side, Adam, that's got a nice result of the weekend, but maybe even missing Moussa Dembele, he's going to be facing a late fitness test ahead of the game as well. But at, at the same time, it, it, Barcelona, while, uh, while a lot of Champions League games have had really surprise results of, of Ajax and Manchester United this season, at the same time, Barcelona should be looking at this now with Real Madrid out with um, 
one of Bayern Munich or Liverpool going out with Paris Saint-Germain now with Juventus on the ropes as well against Atletico Madrid. Uh, it's a real chance for them to win the competition. So if for Leon's sake, this could be even tougher than it looked like in the first place because uh, the Blau and Raga know that they've got a great chance of winning it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they've over, they sort of overtly stated this season that they're prioritising the Champions League. And I guess you, they're pretty much favourites. Well, they are favourites, obviously, but they're, they're sort of home and hosed in La Liga a little bit. And after the, the incident at, in Rome against Roma last last season, when they were complacent, they didn't really deserve to win that first leg 4-1. I know that that that, that flat that scoreline is a little bit flattering. And obviously what happened in, in Rome was a, an embarrassment and a bit of a humiliation, really, overall for the club. And, you know, they've overtly said that they will not do that this season and the Champions League is the priority. And that's only going to be even more the case now they've got that, that sort of well, five seven point gap I think in La Liga now um, so there's going to be the, Leon won't be afforded the same opportunities that Roma afforded in, in the quarterfinals last year um, and that shows by by their, their game at the weekend yeah it was a good result being Rio Vallecano at home but you know Rakitic was rested Dembele only came off the bench before he got injured so you know they're, they're really focusing on the Champions League and um, Leon won't be getting any any I don't know any 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 presence from from Barcelona, but I still think that although they've sort of pledged to to, to not underestimate the Champions League and not you know put it on the back burner or, or not um, you know go crash out in the same way they did last year, I from from following Spanish football I, and 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 those talking about it, I still kind of got the feeling when the draw was made that there was a little bit of underestimating of of Leon's potential to to cause some upsets and. The, the, having played that first leg, that 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 won't be carrying over to the second leg either, because Leon really gave them a good game. You know, it was quite an open game in the first half. I seem to remember, um, and and a nil nil result is a, is a bizarre result for that game. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they'll 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 be they'll be wary of Leon, and they'll be they'll be vigilant, Barcelona. So yeah, this is a, a huge test for Leon, but. I honestly think they've got a better chance than most people give them credit for. You look at their, <clears throat> excuse me, their their group stage performances. The only game they won was away at Manchester City, and they drew the rest. So they they we we sort of criticised Genesio repeatedly, and and as much of the French media does. Um, but this is the type of game that he's proven he knows how to get a result in. Okay, Barcelona away in the Champions League is perhaps a little bit of a step up from group stage wins and some and some notable league and wins, like the win against PSG, for example. But I, I think that there, there is a route here for Leon to win this game. And yes, Barcelona are going to be tough, but Leon are very much in in with a shout after that nil 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 first leg result. You know, an away goal and and who knows? Mm, yeah, and that's the other side of that coin, I suppose. Really, Jess, is that well. Some big sides going out will give some hope to Barcelona. At the same time, the results that Ajax have got away from home and Manchester United have got away from home will give Leon some great hope because they certainly had the chances in the first leg and they've shown at Manchester City away from home earlier in this competition that they, they can cause these kind of upsets. Uh, yeah, Leon have got the talent that on their day they, they can give anyone a fight for their, uh, a run for their money and they showed that in the group stages, as Adam said, although they didn't come out of it with that many wins. Um, the, the match that on paper was the hardest of the group stage. They, they, they did manage to win that one. And in the, in the first leg, I, I came out of it disappointed that they didn't show a little bit more belief. But I think they pretty much matched Barcelona for, for about an hour or so. And then in the last half hour, some people say it was because of was tiredness, but it looked like Genesio kind of settled for the for the nil nil at that point, and, and then Barcelona kind of went all out attacking. And I think skewed the stats. The people looking at the stats, and they 
suggested that it was it was in Barcelona. It really wasn't. So I think if if Lyon can show belief, um, and that, you know, however good Barcelona are, especially at the new camp, I definitely think that Lyon are capable of scoring a goal. And if they if they score that goal relatively early on, then then it is going to um, you know, cause a little a little bit of doubt in the in the Barcelona ranks. You know, obviously, it makes it that that away goal could prove to be crucial. Um, and yeah, I think Barcelona is still overwhelming favourites. But yeah, I, de- I definitely agree that that it's it's absolutely not a formality at all. And um, it would be it would be foolish of, of Barcelona to to think that this is nailed on easy home win. It's going to be a tense one for both teams. I think we're all looking forward to to the game on Wednesday because at the moment you don't really know what's going to quite happen in the Champions League. But I, I'm going to get some predictions before we chat about league matters, at least anyway. Adam, what do you think the score will be on Wednesday? Uh, perhaps I'm, I'm a little bit sort of my sort of French bias shows, but when the draw is made, I really fancied Ajax and Lyon to go through. So I'm going to say two all as a very optimistic shout. Jess. I'd love that to be true, but um, I, I think Leon will give Barcelona a scare, but I'll, I'll go too Barcelona. I, I just can't see it personally. Barcelona are, are too much of a professional side. Last last year against Roma seems like a misnomer more than anything. They they can't afford to do that again, and I can't imagine with the players that they have in that squad, with the experience they do have, that they'll do that again, really. And I, I'm backing them for this 2-0 win, I think. I'd love Leon to obviously go through, but I, I can't imagine that many upsets, really. It will start me making me think that anyone could win the Champions League this year. Uh, but, well, you, sh- you should be hoping yeah. that. That's yeah, true. <laughs> I've got to keep my biases quiet, Jessica. I can't do it every week. Um, on to... On to um, well, Keeping with Leon, really, because the important thing about their result that ended up in a draw against Strasbourg uh, in the weekend was the fact that that allowed Marseille to catch up with them in a pretty underwhelming game, in all honesty, Adam, really, in terms of quality. But a 1-0 win that keeps Marseille's momentum going, at least in, of recent. They've sort of turned the corner after having that awful spell between November and sort of the end of January where they weren't really picking up anything. And now they've not lost in their last six games and five of those are wins. So heading into what will be a massive game next weekend, really against Paris Saint-Germain, it's never easy in Le Classic, but at the same time, Marseille have clawed themselves out of nowhere to, to challenge Lyon for that third place. Yeah, it's quite remarkable, really. I remember sort of at one stage, you mentioned that run over, over Christmas. So I think it was for two wins in 14 or something, something ludicrous like that. They were down in ninth and 10th and you kind of felt like, this, that he was really slipping away from Garcia. And he's he's kind of um, happened upon this kind of new sort of setup where the, all the senior players, as we sort of discussed before, with all the senior players have, have sort of exited the team and um, the introduction of Mario Balotelli, those two things have, have sort of coalesced to, to some better results. I don't necessarily think better performances. I don't think they, they look more cohesive or they look sharper or they look... Um, you know, like like they have a better understanding, if you like. But I, that, that I think the players that he is he is use is using are perhaps better suited to the way that he he wants to play, and perhaps they're more hungry, and perhaps um, that there's just it just works. Um, and those players that were in the team previously, we're talking about Rolando, Rami, Gustavo, Payet. Perhaps they're a little bit overrated. 
and and you, you look at players that have come in and, and have done a far far better job but with much sort of less repute if you like and I've been really really impressed with Maxine Lopez of late I think since he's come into the team he's started to kind of dictate games a little bit for Marseille obviously he's still very young he's still 21 and he's still got a lot to learn and um, but I think he's fantastic on the ball. He picks great passes. He's very intelligent on the ball. Um, and with only him and Sanson, really, in that middle of the field, those two together, I, I really rate Sanson as well. He's very up and down. But when he's on form, I really do think he's a very, very good league and player. Between them, they, they've started to kind of control games sort of very quietly, almost sort of under the radar a little bit. And then you, you look at how poor Pyatt was over the, over the, over the winter and... Um, that Gustavo was struggling with moving to centre-back. Rami and Rolando's defensive partnership, sort of their record as a defensive partnership in the league, just was terrible. And and perhaps it was it was sort of just in, in front of Garcia all the time that those sort of established players were simply weren't performing. And he was sort of, he's kind of happened upon this situation where they all got injured at the same time. And, and he's sort of been presented with this team through no sort of, sort of work of his own, if you like, really. That that is it is winning games and 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 he, and he can't really start bringing those players back in. Although I have a feeling he'd probably like to bring one or two back in, Pyatt and Gustavo in particular, maybe. But he's doing the right thing and keeping them outside because this this team, whatever is happening, is working. And Balotelli is <clears throat> is perhaps even if those changes weren't made, perhaps would make the difference. Given that he's simply the player that Marseille have been crying out for for about eighteen months, two years. In that he's his target, he's he's not necessarily a target man, but he's he's big and physical. He holds up the play really well. He doesn't necessarily need players playing off him, um, and he's a focal point for the attack, which they have simply have not had for such a long time, and that's proved crucial. And and he's been the difference alongside players like Maxine Lopez and Bubba Kamara and DJ Kalatajar have been really good in uh, in central defence. And he's Mario Mario Balotelli has simply taken his chances and and sort of. He's he's sort of the he's sort of his he's the end of of that of that sort of new Marseille kind of look if you like he's 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 giving them the results that their performances sort of are, are sort of trending towards so um, I think two massive things for Garcia that have kind of been a little bit fortunate because that Balotelli move was no by no means certain so given how it went in the summer so he's he's been lucky but you know they back within three points of Leon. Leon may be distracted by later rounds of the Champions League. They, they could somehow, having not managed to do in, in recent years, finish in that, that top three places, which would be remarkable considering where they were in sort of January time. Yeah, got a great chance to, to try and usurp them at least. And continuing sort of with the Mario Balotelli theme because he tends to be the headline everywhere and he'd be delighted that he got the goal against his, his former club and I know he didn't particularly like getting on with Patrick Vieira just in all honesty. But at the same time, the difference we're seeing in him this time compared to at Nice is that yes, the goals may eventually dry up. He does sort of score in spells, but regardless we can see in the celebrations and the routines he's been having with, with Tovan that he's enjoying his football again, isn't he? Yeah, I think that the, the form he's shown, I know he's got probably better players around him, but the form that he's shown since he's been at Marseille really highlights how I think disgraceful his, his attitude was the first half of the season. But, um, as you said, until it dries up, and it has done in, in some of the clubs that he's played for in the past where he started like a train and then, and then sort of quickly calmed down. Everything seems to be going right. And he's one of those players where even in the past when he's been going through goal-scoring matches, he still sort of scowls and you rarely see a smile or anything. Although I think the whole sort of focus is a stone 
celebration was a bit stupid, just to see that huge smile on his face was, it was actually kind of, in a way, it was sort of shocking to see because you so rarely see it from him. So, you know, clearly he's, he's enjoying it. He really is a player who's made for Marseille. Um, the club, the supporters, and he are always sort of teetering on the knife edge of, of complete meltdown. So it was always going to be fun. I think Marseille fans just you know, always been warm to, to someone like that who, for better or worse, at least is going to sort of give them some, some strong emotions to come to the stadium for. Um, so, yeah, so far so good. And um, everything that Adam said, I agree with it, that the team, even if it is by accident, has kind of found itself. Um, there's, there's more spirit there, probably by virtue of the fact that it's much younger, average age, um, slightly less jaded players in there. Um, spoiler alert, but I interviewed um, Phil Gorgiefer-Fenn at a Marseille Supercam at the weekend, hopefully that will be published soon. And, and he was saying a similar kind of thing. And he actually said that he was against Kaya and Mondondo coming back because it's not a bad signal. And he's, he's delighted that, that um, the younger players have been given the chance. And again, a similar kind of thing. Even if they were to lose matches, at least if they're doing it, just showing the right attitude and showing that they care and, and putting in 100% effort, then I think the fans will forgive them. I think the issue in the past, in previous seasons and even at times this season, is that it's been the older players who should know better who've been looking like they're, they're disinterested and that's been the problem. Um, but the form they're in at the moment, I mean, it's the usual thing with Marseille and the kind of this Tom has always represented it, but at times it's been true of the whole team. You look at this run that they've been on, it hasn't been the most difficult of works, and they do have PSG going back, coming up and Leon, and I think possibly will later on the season forget. So they're going to be bigger tests. Um, but with the, with the head of steam they've got behind them at the moment, you'd hesitate before betting against them getting that first place. Yeah, and it's, it's an interesting one, really, because the battle between them now and, and Leon could go down to the wire, really, Adam. I know we mentioned already that Le Classique happens next week for, for Marseille, but after the international break, they they run a resorts up until May against uh, Angers, Bordeaux, Nîmes, Gangon, Nantes, Strasbourg. Then they have the important one against Lille, and they finish with Toulouse and Montpellier, whereas Lyon have their next game, Against Montpellier, postponed. Uh, sorry, so it will be um, not until after the winter break they'll play back in Liga against Rennes away from home, and they've got the cup semi-final to deal with as well. Potentially a final should they win that one. Uh, Dijon, Nantes, Angers, Bordeaux, Lille before that Marseille game as well, and that's away from home for them. And then Caen, Nîmes. So, uh, looking at those fixtures that both of them have got, really, other than pretty much the Lille game they're very similar really so and with Marseille facing Lyon and home are they potentially if they're within touching distance come that game against Lyon it's going to be massive but do, do you think that they can usurp them or do you think this is Lyon's to lose um that's a very good question I I still feel like it's Lyon's to lose but they are very capable of losing it yeah I think 
based what we said at the beginning about Leon, that, you know, those fixtures on paper look like very winnable games, uh, you know, apart from the, the, those ones you highlighted. But Leon, as we said, have, have made a habit of losing or drawing very winnable games. So if, if you expect, say, St. Marseille to go to PSG and lose and Leon to, to win their next game, um, that gives Leon a six point lead. And there's, it's, although there are two things there that, Will Marseille go to PSG and get a result? Probably not, because I just feel like there is there is something of a of a you know uh, the, the defeat to Manchester United was arguably the worst day in the club's history. I, I would argue definitely since QSI took over. Will will that and they 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 didn't train until Sunday and then when they came back there was the the ultras in the ground and they they had the uh, Tug Silva and Marcus went over and sort of tried to apologise and there was the whole sort of conflab and is is will there be a sort of a cloud descending on PSG is there is there a route for Marseille to get a result in that game P probably not but it's possible um so they might get something out of that but it's whether you think Leon could could drop six points compared to Marseille between now and the end of the year. Um, and I would argue that they were definitely capable of doing that. And so when it comes to that Lyon-Marseille game, um, I would imagine that Marseille will be within, I, I, you know, possibly within three points, maybe, or at least within sort of four points. And if they win, you know, that it'll be, it'll be go to the wire. Um, but it's whether you think Marseille can then beat Lyon. And I, I, and I, I would argue maybe not. I think that's quite maybe where Lyon will, might win out. I think they'll probably, they'll probably beat Marseille and, and, and 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 secure the place there but when it comes to that game it it, it will be tight and uh, the thing you mentioned there would be if, if if they are close it'd be a great game and we had a very similar situation last season of course at the velodrome towards the end of the year it was three two that Depay header towards the end and then the brawl in the tunnel with Marcella holding up his shirt and um and and, and it's sort of all sort of capitulating and it'd be great to not obviously not the the brawl at the end but it would great be great to have a game that of such intensity and of such sort of rivalry because they're two big rivals um in in the wider scheme of things as well so i think yes um leon it is leon's to lose but they are very capable of losing it but i think the fact that they've still got marseille to play that will will probably save them mm. Just a similar question to you, but I'm going to phrase it in a slightly different way. If it, 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 Let's assume that it's, well, obviously these two are going to be fighting it out, but do you think that it will be someone winning that place to third, or do you think it will be a chance of someone fumbling so badly that the other one take it? Uh, it's hard to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do feel that it's more down to Lyon and how they respond to the to the big matches as well as the small ones because they've still got ran away from home, which is tough. Um, Bordeaux away from home, which hasn't always been easy for them. Um, Lyon, uh, sorry, Lyon at home, but still it's, it's Lyon and they've got a hopeful movement in the season. So um, I feel like Marseille will probably chug along and get the points that, that they should be getting and maybe drop the points that that you'd expect them to drop. And I think a lot turns on on, on Leo and how, you know, how they do in the, in the big matches where you might expect them to drop points. And as we've always said, how, how they do in the smaller matches where, where they should be winning, winning relatively easily, but they make a habit of, of struggling through them. So I'm not really answering the question. <laughs> so I, I, I'll, I'll very briefly say that I, I, I have a feeling that it will be much less like like them both winning out 
at this point and then leaving that game near the end where maybe they're still in three points. I think it would be more likely that they both have spells where it looks like they're going to get back into it and it looks like that Marseille will take over them. And I think I agree with Adam that, that Leon will just pip them to the post, but maybe not in the, the most uh, excellent of fashion. So we say it always feels like in, when they, these two teams are involved, they'll sort of fumble their way into somehow um, throwing it away momentarily and then gaining it back and, and so forth. And it's going to be an interesting last 10 games for both of them, I think, on that regard. Uh, let's go back to Europe then first, because Ren got a great result last Thursday. They head to the Emirates this Thursday as well with them, with their tails up after beating Manchester United at the weekend as well. But Ren prepared for it in interesting fashion. Adam, they won 3-1 in the end, but they made it a bit tricky. Ninga got themselves a uh, corner in front and it took a man sending off for, for them to get back into the game and they sort of took it from there. But they'll be happy to get the result and have everyone fit and ready for that game on Thursday more than anything. Uh, yeah, absolutely they will be. Um, seemingly getting through the game without any new injuries. And, you know, uh, Julian Stefan went with a very strong team and, uh, against Camp and nobody was really rested. Andre was suspended. Um, but it wasn't like they were sort of prioritising that that Arsenal game. And, and you know, I think that's an interesting way to go, given that you could argue that this 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 game with Arsenal, this tie with Arsenal, is is one of the 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 biggest in the club's recent history. Um, you know, the the fact that they had, you know, as we reported on the on the Twitter account about the fact that they've you know they've only got a thirty thousand seat stadium and they had ninety thousand requests for tickets before tickets were even released shows the interest and 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 the prestige attached to, to this to this tie and i think for 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 ren um i almost ex- almost expect them to get to get a win in that first that first leg the the way that the the Rowan park can really is is a, i think it's a really good they get a really good atmosphere there on it's on certain occasions and and they've got they've got a vociferous sort of section of, of their fan base and um given this the style of football um you know with 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 people like ben Arthur, with players like ben arthur and, and Saar, and i fancy them to to be able to sort of get amongst arsenal and especially after sending off you know a 3-1 win was 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 pretty well deserved to be honest and i, and I sort of thought like there would be sort of a maybe a 2-1 win beforehand and then but this is the real test really because I, the amount of teams that that that, that that will be capable of getting similar sort of results against similar sort of teams. You know, that, that is the, the away leg at the Emirates that is a real test. And that extra goal, that, that, that making it 3-1, will be a huge, huge difference. But I, I have a horrible feeling that, uh, like pe- many before them, perhaps more in the Premier League, uh, teams of, of roughly similar standard, maybe not quite as good, but go to the Emirates and, and, and they sort of get swallowed up a little bit by the necessarily the occasion but maybe just the setting and and, and arsenal obviously is still a very very good team and by in european general european standards and and i i would hope that that leon that sort of that ren sorry can can sort of hold their own and 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 sneak through but i i really think that this this is the real the real test of one of stefan of his managerial sort of credentials if you like is is he going to be a thing to be able to sort of concoct a way for uh, his team to go to to london and get a result um, it's the test of players like Benjamin Andre and Clement Grenier, those sort of more experienced players who perhaps haven't played in this sort of game for, for some time. Um, are they going to be able to sort of step up and produce performances that we see in Ligue 1 and in the early Europa League rounds um, on, a, on a more regular basis in, in this, in, in, in a, probably their biggest game of the season? Um, so I think there's a lot that could go wrong for Ren in this game, and I can honestly see them going there and getting beat four or five. But I could also see them going there and 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 getting a draw. It's it's just how can they raise the occasion and can they can they 
handle the, the the pressure of this sort of tie when they're an inexperienced team by by this sort of level, if you like. So I'm um, I, I think it's a bit of a wide open one and 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 a brilliant performance in the first leg with, with that home home crowd behind them has really set them up. But um, I just hope that they can do themselves justice in the second leg and, and get a result. Yeah, and it's it's going to be an interesting one really just because they were terrific in that first leg and obviously they were helped by the fact that Arsenal went down to to 10 men and for and had a long period of time where they had to fight with that as well but at the same time Arsenal have been really great at home recently they've they've picked up a number of wins in a row um in their home ground that they can be really tough at the Emirates as well and a two nil win for them is not out of the complete realms of possibility so at the same time what Stefan really needs to do in this game is not be too concerned and be too restrictive because like, could that be their downfall? Maybe that Ren are resting maybe a bit too much on that three one lead and Stefan tries to restrict Arsenal instead of playing their natural game. Yeah, that, that could be the danger, but I'm, I'm not sure he'll do that. I think it'd be silly. It's never that's a bit strong, but um, I, I, I think this is, the weakest Arsenal team for, for quite a while now. I know that they're pushing for fourth and they haven't done that the last couple of years, but especially without Lacazette, I really don't think this is a particularly strong Arsenal team. Um, the Emirates isn't a particularly intimidating place to go. Um, I know they'll be United team over the weekend, but I think that's relatively flattering as well. Lukaku, if you'd have to shoot some boots on, no way. At least got a draw, not a win for United. Um, I, I I don't think Ren should have too much to fear from this, and I think if they play their natural game, um, that obviously that they could lose. But I, I I really do think that 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 third goal really puts them in a strong position, um, and I, I definitely think they they shouldn't play defensively because I think this Arsenal defence is poor defence and it really can be got at. I'm not sure it's as poor as, as the the first half, the first leg showed. And there were a couple of strange decisions there. And they ended up with Nicky Nicotarian playing it as a fullback, as always asking for trouble. But it's it that it's not necessarily the strongest defence at the best of times, but it has been decimated by injuries as well. So I, I think um Saar, whether he does it by actually playing football or doing his own his, his usual play acting, which got another player sent off here again, um, could really, really terrorise the Arsenal defence. And I can certainly see Ren scoring at least one, and then that, that puts Arsenal in even, even more trouble because you know, they could see them maybe scraping it at a, a 2 0. But if Ren get that goal and they need to score three, I'm not 100%. Sure that that Arsenal are capable of doing that without leaving big spaces at the back for for them to exploit. And that's going to be the worrying one for Arsenal fans, I suppose. Really, Adam is that. Yes, they got the 2-0 win at the weekend, but it is uh, at least partially in thanks to Bert Leno pulling off some great saves and some good last-ditch de- defending, really, that you don't want to be doing every week, really. And the other plus point for Ren is the the absolutely sensational, really, form of, of Saar in the last couple of games. He was excellent against Arsenal, and as soon as Con went down to 10 men, and they went down to 10 men because of him, because of two fouls on Saar anyway, and then he went and punished them with two assists in the second half. He's a, a player that just growing and growing at the moment. 
Yeah, he really is. And and when you look at his sort of his upward trajectory, it's really quite quite remarkable when, you know, Mets signed him from from their feeder club in, in Senegal, Generation Foot, and he, he sort of turned up and he was this sort of lightning quick, direct, uh, sort of skillful forward winger. Um, and it sort of took him a little while to sort of, he was only 18. It sort of took him a little while to sort of settle into the team. And and um, he sort of, but I, th- I seem to remember a, a, a 3 2 against PSG, where I think he he was pretty, they lost 3 2. Like last minute Blaise Matweedy goal that season, where he was devastating in that game. Um, maybe even been off the bench. And, and it was sort of the last third of the season where he really established himself. And, you know, you could you sort of you could see him adapting sort of pretty rapidly, considering you know his age and and the step up in, in quality over the course of that that season. And he's gone on to Ren, and he's kind of added this sort of spectacular sort of strike uh, sort of repertoire to his to his game. And he can score all sorts of goals. You know, he um, and you can play him in in a number of positions. You know, either wing or, or through the middle. And and he, and he and he can be really really devastating on his day. His pace and his finishing and his ability to shoot from from long distances and his his he's so powerful and his his skill on the ball. He's, he's a fantastic player. And when you think he's he's uh he's he's only just turned twenty one. Um, you know he's already been to the World Cup and and he's already you know putting in really good performances in 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 league and in Europe. He's he's got such potential. He really could go to you know to the very top level of of European football and. Given given his sort of upward trajectory so far over the last sort of two and a half three years, I, I really wouldn't bet against him doing that. And I, I think most importantly, I think Jez is right. You know, he he really could be sort of the the, the you could, you could see him causing damage here. You could see him sort of being the man to nick that goal. And I agree with Jez. If they if they score, then I, I really I really think that that that's kind of almost it for Arsenal. And, and because um, when you've got Ben Arthur and, and Ishmael Asai, you, you know, especially if it's an early-ish goal, you know, if they take the lead or something, you don't want to be playing against that that on a counter-attack, if you like. So, um, yeah, Sar's fantastic, and I, I honestly don't know how long he'll be at Ren. I mean, imagine this summer, perhaps, but continues this 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 sort of form and this this upward trend. Eighteen months time, I'm sure that there'll be, you know, mammoth bids coming in for him because he's such a talented player and such a skillful player. It, it, it's uh, I can see a number of, of, of much bigger clubs coming in for him pretty soon. Yeah, I think he'll still be giving con nightmares in mean, a couple of weeks from now, really, really tormenting <laughs> them for, for long yeah. periods of that game, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's try to steal some predictions, and I'll start with yourself this time. Jez, do you think Ren can make it through? Uh, yeah, I, I, they're my favourites, too. I think. Um, I'll, I'll say Arsenal for the win, but I think they'll win 2 1. Adam? It's it's so close to call. I th- I think three one Arsenal and then extra time and then I then I don't know. Um, maybe Ren to sneak it on pen penalties, but um, I think I think this is going to be a very different test as I mentioned. So three one, but maybe maybe Ren will sneak it in extra time or on penalties. I think I'm going to predict the same as Jez of a two one. I, I have a feeling if it does go to extra time that, that Arsenal probably will squeeze it out. I don't know if Ren are quite ready for that, and I think especially if it goes to penalties, then it's sort of leaning into Arsenal's favour at least anyway with the home crown behind them but we'll wait and see it's definitely going to be a game to keep an eye on uh, back to Liga news because um, some important finally confirmed news in Liga really it's been in rumoured for a week or so now that Paulo Sosa would be Bordeaux manager and it was to and fro when they go to Roma now it's been absolutely confirmed that he made the decision to go to Bordeaux over the Italian club decided not to attend one of their games for the Champions League like he had 
um, originally planned to is a, a potential move to them. But he's at Bordeaux now, Adam. Um, an interesting appointment for them. We've mentioned a few times that maybe they needed to take their time and, and pick someone out. But much like me and Jess spoke about on Thursday, does this feel more like an appointment they needed to make now because they do rate him so highly? Yeah, I think I think that's that's definitely the case, and and it ma- it makes sense to to get him in as soon as possible because you know he's got a lot of work to do to be honest. So, um, you know, getting getting him in as quickly as possible sort of sort of makes sense. And I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I I, I kind of I think I rate him in terms of Bordeaux. I think I rate him highly too. I think I think he's in a good fit. I think he he can play the right sort of football. He's very successful. Well, he was he did well in spells at Basel and Fiorentina. Obviously, that no, you know, Fiorentina didn't coalesces perhaps in the longer term but there's potential there and and at this sort of team with the, the younger players and I think he could be a really really good fit but I think looking beyond Sosa's um, spell in charge if you like or, or, or the way he goes about his business for now I think that there's Bordeaux uh, some, something of a, an ideological crisis that's sort of been ongoing for about five years and and what they really just need is what they desperately need is is stability. And and I sort of think that a lot of league and teams are in a similar position that they they they're in a bit of a vicious cycle border. I think Nantes and Toulouse are very similar as well. In that they since since sort of if you look at the last sort of few years they they kind of yo-yo a little bit. And that Bordeaux will get you know Sagnol led Bordeaux into Europe. They finished sixth, and then it all it completely collapsed for him, and he was sacked. Then they brought Gorvanek in and they played European football under him as well. And then it completely collapsed for him pretty soon. Both those both those managers within, you know, six months, eight months. Uh, and then he's gone. And then Poyet somehow manages to drag them into Europe again. And then and then and then it all kind of in very different circumstances sort of falls apart for him. And, and they just they just seem to keep doing that. And the same has kind of happened. You know, they haven't been able to get another manager, a sort of a permanent manager in after Poyet this time around. Um, straight away, and obviously the the Ricardo Gomez thing didn't really work out. And Eric Bedaway is a very good coach, but I don't know. If, I don't think he's suited to managing the team longer term. So that hasn't happened this season. But they they just kind of need to put faith in a manager and need to say this is a longer term project, and we're going to accept not getting into Europe right away. We're going to accept perhaps some average results, and and we're going to say we we believe in the way Palace has plays football. We trust him to bring through these younger players, and even if we do qualify for Europe and, and it crashes again, or even if we have an, a mediocre time um, over the next year or so that we're going to stick by him. And we're going to say, you know, because of what's gone before, what we've done before has not worked. Our, our decisions have not worked quite, quite frankly. They, they, they keep shooting themselves in the foot and, and things keep falling apart. So they need a longer term project. And I think the new owners are, are, are perhaps predisposed to do that the way that they've, Perhaps I don't know if they they necessarily see themselves as long term owners of the club, but I I think that they have a project in mind to develop younger players and to and to grow perhaps more slowly and progressively than perhaps M6 and, and Nicola Tavanos had. Uh, so I, I, I'm hoping that they they can put that faith in 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 Sousa and and that Bordeaux will will start to trend sort of they'll sort of they'll, they'll sort of develop more sort of organically and well rather it's sort of being a bit of a flash in the pan and 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 then dropping away again and, and i really think they just need to put faith in 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 a manager and say this is a long-term 
or at least a medium term project and and accept that there's going to be road bumps and accept that it's going to be tough because it's extremely competitive behind PSG in, in Ligue 1. And it's not it's honestly not that surprising that teams like Toulouse and Nantes and others and Bordeaux and who sort of go up and down and 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 sort of they can finish anywhere between third and, and 18th. And that's just that's where the league is. And they need to accept that. You look at Nice and Claude Puel. They put faith in him. He, he was there four years. First season, they finished fourth. Second season, they finished seventeenth, and they didn't sack him because Jean, Jean Jean Pierre Rivière and 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 uh, and uh, the, the the team above the manager at the club, you know, put faith in him in the longer term. And they eventually, you know, faith in younger players, faith in their scouting system, faith in the manager. He was able to to rescue it. And seventeenth went to eleventh, and then they finished fourth again. And they, you know, they under Lucien Favre, that the groundwork was already there for them to keep developing. And Bordeaux need to have a similar mindset i just think and and i would hate for this to go south and then to 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 sack sosa in a year's time and be back at square one because that's the, been the case almost every season in, in the last four or five years so hopefully they can put faith in him yeah and focusing sort of on short term to start off with jez they've got looks like a terrible second after the, well, the last third of the season really i'm just going to quickly read out their last 10 fixtures which is run at home Amiens away, who were played terrifically at home at the moment. Three on the bounce at home for, for Amiens. Uh, uh, Marseille, away to Saint-Étienne, away to Nîmes, home to Lyon, uh, home to Angers, who uh, showed at the weekend that they don't even need 11 men on the field ready to be competitive. Uh, Lille away, uh, Ras at home, and then they finish with probably the easiest one out of a lot of them with, with Caen away from home that's uh, not really the ideal first 10 games for Paolo Sosa but what will look like success for him in those first 10 games uh probably as, as Adam said to, to start bringing bringing through some young players and just most of all I think just to to put the team on the track to, to starting to play some some attractive um football and it's a little bit like what I said about Marseille earlier just to get bums in seats I think we said on, on Thursday that um, the fact that the seats are white makes it even worse because it's so obvious when the, when the stadium is practically empty. But the teams for a few years now, even those that, that have done well and, and straight into Europe, that they haven't particularly done it playing any kind of champagne football, which Bordeaux did used to be known for. Um, so, uh, yeah, just, just again, just to make the fans have something to cheer or something to to bother coming to the stadium for i think would be a start and um, i mean in a way you think it would make sense for it being to come in in the summer but then at the same time they're, they're not going to go down it would be a massive massive disaster if they were to, to do so I mean, more to the point it would be a massive miracle if enough teams below them managed to get the, the points to overtake them so i i think he's I think he's probably got a free pass till the end of this till the end of this year. Um, it gives him a, a, a bit of extra time to, to assess the, the squad that he's got, which place he wants to keep, which he might want to get rid of, and then he's got the full summer to to work with his team, work with whoever they, they decide to recruit, and um, you know maybe these, this extra sort of ten games in charge could could be. Um, you know, a really good advantage, just giving him a chance to, to sort of settle there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there necessarily should be any targets in terms of points or positions for him right now. But it's just to just to sort of 
re-establish a bit of joie de vivre uh, a club that hasn't really had much for, for quite a few years now. So looking a little bit further into our crystal ball, at least then, Adam, long-term goals, what's what, what's the aim for Sosa in the next year or so? Because hopefully, at least anyway, he'll last long enough to maybe get to sort of January time, at least anyway. But say this time next year, where is he expecting this Bordeaux team to be, to be coming? I think this is a, an interesting question because I think that I, 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 I'd be interested to see how, how he reacts and how he speaks to his sort of uh, unveiling and how he, you know, uh, how he sort of sets out the team. But I have a feeling that Sosa's direction or Sosa's goals may be slightly different uh, to the new sort of investors in that the new investors perhaps very overtly are sort of looking to develop those younger players and perhaps in a similar way to the nieces new investors have said you know they've been really focused on young players and making money out of selling selling those those players on and um i think that they will expect him to bring players like josh madger and uh, uh yasin adley and and george kunde who's done really well this season already through and perhaps that that you know they'll they'll impress and and in a similar way to Nice have done and the way of Monica have done those players will go for big big deals, um, and uh, I'm just wondering how how tied that is to the success of the team on on the pitch and obviously it's you know on one level it's intrinsically tied to it but will does does that do they expect him to take them into Europe is that a priority of theirs and I would say perhaps because you know it's the biggest stage for the to, to sort of you know a bigger shot window for the, for the players and stuff um but I think for Sosa you know his his ultimate game has to be his goal sort of has to be bettering or at least equaling previous coaches and being making it sustainable um, in terms of performances and results for the for the team, you know they they finished six a few times and got into Europe a few times over the last few years, as I as I mentioned before. And I, uh, for, I think that would be you know if by if he's given the the time, I hope he is given by two and a half years time, by eighteen months time, that they'll be one challenging for Europe, perhaps getting into Europe, and two looking like they can do it again the year after and and continue to do so. So I w- I would argue that. They might there might be a slight conflict there, but for Sosa, I think for him it'll be his team playing good football, getting the fans. Jez mentioned bums on seats. There. I think that's huge at Bordeaux. There's such a malaise around the club. They're so frustrated, the fans, that you know, it, sort of rejuvenating the the club as a whole and 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 making them consistent European the contenders. And then because obviously they're a team that won the league in 2009, obviously that's like ten years ago now. But they're they're a proud club that have have success in the past, and it will be to push on and then challenge teams like Lyon and Marseille and, and, and Monaco if they if they return to the top four or five, which I imagine they will next season. Um, so so for in the ne- next year's time, I think don't be over-optimistic, but it will be to, to, to sort of push towards Europe and then have the ability to then kick on after that rather than it just disintegrating. So uh, sustainability, I think, and 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 getting 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 the club sort of happier, you know, enlivening the fans and, and getting bums on seats and 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 back to the the team that that you know the the, the atmosphere around the club when they won the league ten years ago that that would be his his you know eight, 12, 18 month kind of medium term goal. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Uh, much like Jez briefly mentioned, I just want them to have some some sort of style to them a little bit more, like an identity to to go on because they were blooming rubbish sometimes to watch earlier this season and they've been a little bit better in the last couple of games mainly more through endeavor than anything style wise but um hopefully sosa can do, can do something like that because he, he was at that sort of very start of the the 
the popular sort of Swansea-ish way and then did some nice football for Fiorentina as well that they 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 took on as well. So let's hope that he can, can also produce that in uh, at Bordeaux as well. Uh, f- final stuff for this evening, and we'll head on to our Liga snapshots. And I'll start with yourself on this one, Jez. Um, what did your Liga snapshot for this week? Uh, mine is uh, Falcao celebrating his or marking his... Uh... 100th Liga match for Monaco with, with another goal. Um, uh, the I think this is 62nd in 100 appearances, which, which you see, know, despite the fact that Monaco have been doing very well the whole time he's been there, I just I think it's a fantastic return. And you know, when he arrived, he was the big market signing. I remember the the, the photo opportunities with his with his pastel jacket, and he looked like the sort of the first of this bling generation for Monaco and obviously the, the project has changed slightly over the years and, and the kind of players brought in have changed and he still had his injury issues um, but I think for the most part it's just he's kept his head down he hasn't been too flash he hasn't been uh, hasn't caused any kind of problems at all and it's just been a, a fantastic professional and, and you know, good on him for, for, for reaching that milestone. Um, I don't know if he'll still be there next year, but I think he's, he's really been a, a sort of um, a great addition to the game. Absolutely, and it's even though he has obviously lost a step and stuff, he still. Sp- buried that head really at the weekend it's a really great header back across goal even against the Costille that was in, in great form as well uh, Adam what's your Liga snapshot um mine mine I may have used him for a similar thing recently but I, I figured that it's been a little while and things developed but Arbus and Ellie is my is my snapshot and, and Rans and, and the, the evolution that he seems to have instigated uh, under uh, for David Guion's team um, looking at the table, it's quite unbelievable that they're, they're fifth after 28 games with 43 points, four points behind Marseille, above Sonetti and above Pelé, above Nice and Rennes, above Strasbourg, who are, some of those teams are much more celebrated perhaps this season, Strasbourg in particular. Sonetti obviously have done really well in the Gasset. So the fact that they're, they're even there is great, but um, they did so for the first half of the season, you know, being in that sort of top eight, top six area by being really stoic defensively and, and you know, they're well organised but weren't great to watch. But um, so Zanelli came in, uh, in in the January chance winner from from Heronveen and um, was was you know sat on the bench for the first three games. He'd already made it into double figures in assists for for Heronveen in the Eredivisie. But um, over the he started the last three and over the last four games, the other two first two sort of cameo appearances on the bench, he's sort of almost single handedly sort of um, re- revolutionised the way that they play and. Not only now are they sort of stoic defensively, but they're capable of, of of scoring of scoring goals and 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 playing attractive football. And when you look at them, because he, he, he's he's a very sort of he plays with a lot of intensity. He's quite sort of a bullish sort of winger, attacking midfielder. Um, great eye for a pass, great shot on him. Very very um, he's got he's I'm trying to think of the right sort of way to describe, it, but he's got sort of such good sort of vision and he plays with his sort of heart on his sleeve, if you like. He's he's very physical. And, and intense and it's great to watch and he's, he's only 24 um, and you you look at the, the, the side that they're building there, Matthew Kaffer has had a really good season, he's only 21, Remy Udan we talked about before, their top score with eight, he's on 20, he's, he's 23 years old um, and I really like Boule Deer who's come in in the last few games, starts ahead of Shavaria who's a normal striker at the weekend and, and he was crucial in, in, in their goal. They only drew 1-1 at, at Dijon this weekend which is perhaps based on their form a pretty disappointing result. But if you look at their sort of games that Zanelli's been crucial to, and he's really stood out in the last four. Okay, they drew with Dijon, but 
really uh, did really well to come from two behind at home to Amion, and Amion got two very fortunate goals, a penalty and an, an own goal, I think, uh, to Mate's cross deflecting in, and they did really well to fight back to two all there. A four-two away at Montpellier, brilliant results, and a crucial in both of those games, and, and beating Rennes you know, at home. And not only are they stoic defensively, but Zanelli sort of managed to sort of instigate this kind of attacking verve that between him and Udan and and Dia and and Cathro and Chevalin, who I really like in midfield as well. Um, so uh, we we said before that they're they're great, but they're not very good to watch. Now they're great and they're really good to watch too. So uh, if you get the chance, check out check out Rance and hopefully. They'll be they'll be making it into Europe for the first time since their sort of famed European runs in the, in the 60s, which would be great. And they've been fantastic. So check out Arbazinelli. He's a, a very interesting player and hopefully he can maintain that form to the end of the year. Yeah, great scouting. And, and well, not just scouting, but getting, managing to convince him to join the club as well with other European teams looking at him. I know a lot of Bundesliga sides were around the mid-table and were looking into trying to get him and getting him across the line and, and finding that way to to sneak buys like that if they can keep doing that they're going to be really really impressive and we, even for next season as well then my, my Liga Snapchat goes to two clubs really and two beginning with A and they face each other next week as well and it's Angers and Amion. I mean for starters Angers are going to probably mount a, a statue to Moulin I think outside their stadium sooner rather than later because the man can do no wrong really he, <laughs> yeah. he, 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 I mean they were 2-0 down they were they lost the uh, Pavlovich as well after 70 minutes for a clear pullback on Delors, and yet they still didn't give up, and they they still didn't give in, and they managed to claw themselves into a 2-2 draw, which was absolutely terrific away from home against a side that doesn't usually give away a lot of goals, or has slightly recently, but at the same time, that's no diminishing what Angers have done and, and what they've done over the last couple of weeks that have dragged them um, into comfortably in mid-table, and I can't have a ever see them letting Moulin go really I think the decision that they had last season where they did when they were struggling give him a new contract it give them a boost he has utmost power there and, and respect and and uh, uh, all, all the congratulations to him and, and Amion as well who have won their last three home games and I doth the cap to you Adam because you always did say that they would come back into it when their goal scorers come back and they absolutely have it's a shame they lost Sarah Garassi for a, a bit of a silly red, really. He didn't even need to make the challenge that caused him to be sent off at the weekend. But with Konate back, with Godosh back, even Garassi getting some goals himself, they just look a little bit more sturdy. They look a little bit more confident and they are playing football now. That was the problem in the earlier part that they were really struggling to to get their game together. And uh, Policier has done another terrific job this season and I'm sure all the clubs will be, be looking at him if they have vacancies in the summer but especially for them they're not 100% safe you maybe say one one more win or one or two more wins will absolutely guarantee it but the fact that they've already played all of the top five now uh, even got a point against Ras the other week as well they've got a real soft schedule coming up and that should really be enough for them to, to keep them heads board of water which we can't underestimate how excellent that has been for them the last year or so. Uh, that's all that we have time for this evening. My thanks to Adam, Jez, and all of you listening at home. Uh, did you join us for the preview show, which will be back on Thursday, and the main show will be at the same time, same place next week. Avianto, and goodbye.